Joe Hendry makes things better, but there's still so much to do. Joe Hendry makes things better, and now he's got a podcast. Cause if you'd like some, we'll come and collect some. And if you'd like some... Hello and welcome to episode number eight of the... Give me a word. The legendary... Mm. Mm. Does point capture... No. Of how about how about episode eight of a podcast that we're all involved in? It's called the Joe Henry Show, and that was the worst intro of all time. At least we achieved something. Um, but <laughs> you know, what we're going to do is we're going to give uh, some love to the sponsors. We've actually got a new sponsor. I'm very excited about. It. Very excited about this one. Very so, this is uh, okay. Well, I'll, let's uh, let's give uh, some love. To Wrestling Experience Scotland, who present action-packed wrestling events across Scotland, featuring some of the top stars of British wrestling, including the very best young up-and-coming talent as well. It's fun for all ages, guaranteed top quality night at the wrestling at an affordable price. Go to www.scotlandwrestling.co.uk where you'll get unbelievable value. They've got shows starting at five pounds. That's that's an insane value. I say it every week, but that is insane. It's that insane. I can't I'm, comprehend. I'm, apparently, they're able to do it. I've heard they're able to do it. But unbelievable quality shows as well. Take my word for it, I will personally endorse this uh, professional wrestling promotion. Uh, obviously, they've got Leighton Buzzard as well uh, On in terms of the young talent. Loads of others from the GPWA Academy as well. Um, and also, you've got your big names like your, your BT Gun, Stevie Boy, and so on. There's loads. They're absolutely stacked, starting at £5. It's a no-brainer, people. If you like wrestling, you're in Scotland. Wrestling Experience Scotland, scotlandwrestling.co.uk. Simple as that, people. You know what else is simple? You know what else is simple? If you're in Ireland, you should go to CCW Wrestling. That's a promotion I wrestled for, and they mm. want to let you know about their on-demand service, which has over 195 hours of content, and it's growing each and every single month. It's got content from CCW and promotions around the world. They've got the prestigious one, Joe Hendry, the aerial assassin, Will Ospreay, and even... How do I live with Sabu? I want to know. Well, if you want to know, it's $7.99 a month at ccwofficial.com or that's about €6.50 or six British pounds. So thank you to our long-standing sponsors for making it possible. But we are welcoming a new... There, a new contender has, has arisen. You know, like in Street Fighter or Tekken, when someone presses the start button, a new challenger has emerged. And we are about to introduce, very excited about this. Here we go, people. Here we go. Look at this. Look Goodness at right here. Boom. Beer 52. Beer 52. Now, I'm not going to lie, ladies and gentlemen, we've got some stuff that we are obligated to read out, but I'm going to speak from the heart. Go for it. A bit. And let me just let's let's just unbox this together. Thank you, thank you. I don't want no scissors. I want this thing here. <laughs> this ridiculous contraption. Hey, it worked. There we go. All right, nice. All right, should probably hide that. That's the CEO's address there. <laughs> okay, folks. So we go. we're opening this. This is live. This is exciting. This is like Christmas Day. This is a live Let me just explain. Beer fifty two. Okay. Yeah, tell, tell us a bit. First of all, beer. Everyone likes beer. Everyone oh. likes beer. But you know, we're athletes. Of course, we want quality stuff. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're not an athlete, but you still want quality stuff. We want craft beer, people. We want the best craft beers from around the world. And Beer 52 is going to give us that. They are, they are experts in the field of craft beer. So they're going to handpick, hand select from the best breweries from every nook and cranny around the world to give you the best beer. And you know what? We're a pretty prestigious podcast. And I actually, like, ridiculousness aside, I'm, I'm, being, I'm being silly. I'm being, I'm, I'm, this is off the cuff, but this is an insane thing that we're about to do. And I took advantage of this myself. For basically, if you pay the postage and packaging, you're going to get a free case of beer. Okay, now let me look at what you, what you get in here. First off, so again, all you have to pay for for this entire package is the postage and packaging. That's it's, it. it's, it's ridiculous. So basically, as a listener of our show, I'm going to thank you for listening with the help of our friends at beer52.com. You can claim a free beer case. Now, as I said, that's beer the word, then the numbers 52.com. Now, if you go to forward slash Hendry, now remember that, beer52.com forward slash Hendry, that's where you can go ahead and take, take part in this unbelievable offer. Now, I know what you're thinking. This sounds too good to be true. It often is. But you've heard of Trustpilot, right? Yeah. You've heard of Trustpilot? Yeah. That's basically, it tells you how trustworthy an organization is. Yeah. You know what rating they have? What do they have, Joe? 9.2. Oh, 9.2. Out of 10? Jeez. That's now, first thing I open up, I got this Walker's Max Strong Hot Chicken Wing Crisp. I appreciated that. I, appreciate I, I just had to say, like, off camera, Joe would not show up about how good those crisps were. I wasn't even expecting them. Not only that, I'll, I'll, I'm all read. I like to read. You get. A free magazine as well, ferment magazine people with this, right? So well, let's take a your industry magazine as well. Let's take a look at some of the beers. Road soda, that was good. I enjoyed that. I had one of those. Um, and my other favourite, wait, is it? Let me find this bad boy. This is actually a new one because my uh, my favourite one was the can. The, there was a green can of Moor. This is this is probably my new favourite beer company. This is just one of the many of selection of, of beers that you'll find. So how many do you get all together? You get eight beers. Eight, eight, eight beers, eight is beers the including bottles and cans. Bottles and cans for £2.95. Oh my silly. So basically, Beer 52 is actually the world's most popular craft beer discovery club. Mm-hmm. Um, and as I said, they search out incredible and exclusive small batch craft beers from the world's greatest breweries and bring them back for the members there's a whole world of craft beer out there, and this is your chance to get on board with discovering it. Now, again, that's, you know, that's uh, the bit that we're going to read out, but we went to visit them today. It's an awesome organization. It's pretty cool that the, you know, the world's biggest uh, craft beer subscription service is in our town. Mm-hmm. It's pretty badass. It is really so, cool. And they're very passionate about it. We went along, and obviously, I said, they, when they wanted to sponsor the podcast, I was like, send me a case, because I'm not going on here and just... Talking nonsense if I haven't sampled it myself, and I was a big fan, especially of that Moor beer and the uh, the the ale that I brought out there. That was uh, there's some other fruity ones in there because it's part of their summer bangers package. Yeah. But anyway, so every month actually focuses on like a new country or a theme, and if you sign up now, you'll get the chance to try a case of the best of British craft beers as part of their summer banger selection for free, featuring the country's best craft beers such as Northern, sorry, Northern Monk. Lil, and I'm just I'm getting used to this. This is this is this is beyond my level. This yeah. is beyond my level. I know ten ounce 
And you, you know what I mean? I, I know, I know, I know Tenants, Heineken. I know the main, the main beer brands. Yeah, know? which which are great, but this is this is a different this is a different thing. So basically, we've got the country's best craft brewers, such as Northern Monk, Lickley, Red Willow, and Thornbridge. Ooh, okay. So you, and you can read all about it in the magazine that you get there as well. Mm-hmm. And as a listener of the show, as we said, you can try your first case for free. Just pay two pounds ninety five postage. So that's eight beers. For two ninety five, a magazine and the chicken wing curse, people. It's a no brainer. Oh, and when's it going to arrive? Next day delivery. And what about a commitment? There's no commitment, no minimum commitment. You can just take the free case, try the beers, and if you don't like it, <laughs> after that you yeah. go. But you want not one of these. Oh, you can get the free the free trial, but you've got to yeah, you got to you gotta subscribe to the unit you just you to gotta, get that yeah. one month. You got to wash yeah. dishes at the office. And no, you don't. There's, there's none of that. There's none of that. And um, if it's not for you, you can cancel any time. And Beer Fifth Two has a five star rating on uh, on Trustpilot. So there you go. So it's easy to see that their members love the service. And folks, we wouldn't advertise it if we didn't we didn't believe in it. We enjoyed it. Wrapping up there. Mm, I've not actually had one yet. I'm waiting. Crack, crack, crack open right now. What you gonna have? I'm gonna have the Tangerine Dreams. I really like orange, go. orange beers. There you go. It says so. It's beer52.com forward slash Hendry to take advantage of that offer. Now that was that was a pretty long ad, folks. Oh, but, but it's because you know it's first day of the sponsors. We went to visit them today. Uh, really like what they do. Um, so yeah, that is delicious. Mm-hmm. Are like, you just saying that? I'm not. Like you can really taste the orange and the citrus. That is so nice. Very summery. It's very summery. summery. I'm pretty jealous because I have to drive these guys uh, back. Yeah. So next week I will be. You know, again, I'm an athlete. I want to have my cheat days on no, Wednesday. I'm training so later, so I'm I know you're an athlete. I'm taking it easy, dude. You can have a beer. No, I'm training later on, dude. Training later on. Training later on, dude. I'd take it seriously. If I was training, I, I would mean, I'd, I'd just go in there. I'd be like that Muay Thai guy that gets like I'd absolutely... Like, Do you remember that guy in The Ultimate Fighter that would just get absolutely blazed before like before his training sessions and still piece everybody up? God, no. How, who was that? See, I, I'd like to think that I'd be like that. But like, <laughs> I'd, I'd show up and just be like, but it, but get taken down. <laughs> Mate, you might go with it. That was it. We spotted by knocking guys out. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so folks, that well, that was you know the the ads took a bit longer there, but it's yeah. a new sponsor. We we need to let you guys know what's going on, and uh, yeah, so exciting stuff. It is really cool, and you know what? They were nice. Sent the case of beer out, and it was done like the next day. And they're yeah. big wrestling fans as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually, they actually they did have a title belt in the office. They did. That's <laughs> yeah. if you know you should. And seriously, folks, go for it. every time you get a case, it helps us, and it's free beer for you. Absolutely so. keeps the podcast free, keeps everything running. Yeah. Yeah. We have turned into Wayne's World, though, haven't we? We have, yeah, but it doesn't matter. It's I don't know, I'd, I'd much rather be doing this. <laughs> yeah, no, that's true. We're rebocking. That's true. We, we bought it's in, bro. People do things for money, and that's just sad. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Dude, I, like, I don't, I don't even think we're doing this for the money. We're just doing this for the beer. I'll be like, honest with you. I'll be honest with you. I was like... I was like, I, I think, you know, for the, the quality and integrity of the podcast, I think it's very important that I sample the product. That is the, the only reason. And then we went to go see them today. It was like, well, I mean, we'll need a case for the podcast. You know, oops, I left mine at home. We'll need another one. Oh, and Jake's here. You know, why do you think you got invited to meet? 
You know, <laughs> they just didn't spread the beer. I know, I know. Should have got you along as well. No, I mean, maybe you should have sold by your place. Woo! I know. Three cases right there. No, but next I will be cracking one of these open uh, next week for absolute sure. But you know, gonna be driving later, so yeah. gotta be respectful of the law and all that. Maybe this is actually uh, the first podcast where I have n- nothing prepared, not a thing. Yeah. People say that that's often like the better way to do it. I agree. I'm, with that. I'm, I'm scared. I'm, but I'm chilled. I'm, I'm chilled and scared. You got to call it in the ring, bro. That's, that's it. You, know? you got to call it in the ring. That's what All right. Do. Well, what's been happening? In, well, to be honest with you, one thing that I will say, I think we have to talk about wrestling a little bit more. Go for it. Even just a little bit more. Okay. Even just I'll a little more. It, it's like, like, you know, being wrestlers and whatnot and our fans all being wrestlers. It's probably something that we should, you know... Swing by every so often I'll instead of just like you know telling stories about how we just used to be horrible people. <laughs> you know? like, I listened back to that podcast and I was like, the last one, I was like, this does not portray us well at all. <laughs> this, this does not portray us well. So before we go on to that, anyone got any other of those stories? Just to get them out of the way, no. no all right, good. Yeah. All right, we were, we were horrible people last week. We're good this week. Yeah, yeah, all good. I think we got all of our childhood disgrace stories out there. So <laughs> I'm sure um, you'll find a couple. Basically, I uh, well, actually, um, last night uh, I was commentating on Defiant Wrestling's Ringmaster Tournament, which is like a little bit like King of the Ring. So it's like there was a lot of new faces, and mm. um, so it was kind of like debuting new talent and stuff like that. So I was commentating on that. Um, and it was it was pretty cool to actually just one thing that I always forget as uh, like Vincent Mann always says it's essential to put yourself in the eyes of the consumer. And mm. um, so I mean, how often when you're wrestling on shows do you actually just watch the entire show from start to finish? Like it's and I'm not talking about watching it on the monitor in a backstage area. I'm talking about being out there like in the live atmosphere and watching it because when you're at commentary, you actually get a chance to take everything in. You know, and it's it is quite a hard job though, because I remember there was one bit where like when we're doing commentary at Defiant, we've got like a producer in our ear, so sometimes like um, so uh, like Dan, one of the agents, was the producer for that one, and he was basically like, if he sees something that he thinks we've missed or whatever, he'll just say the line, and then somebody has to say the line. Yeah, and I was like watching the action, and he says, uh, "Oh, uh, make make sure you say this if you haven't already." And then apparently, like, I had noticed, and Dave said that. And then I repeated the exact same sentence after oh. because I hadn't realized. <laughs> and there was like there was another bit where I tripped up on my words and I was meaning to say where, where the body no, it was where the head goes, the body will follow. And I kept getting them mixed up. I was like, they'll be in the same place. <laughs> <laughs> the worst getting two into the wrestling. I know, I know. Two enthralled. The, the thing that I find really difficult is I'll try and give like a really detailed analysis of look at that beautiful headlock. I mean, and then they move on from the headlock and you're like halfway through the sentence. You think. <laughs> it's a really hard job. It's a really hard job. All uh, whole new respect. For commentary, it is a very difficult job, and you know what? Actually, Dave Bradshaw and James R. Kennedy are doing a phenomenal job. It's pretty cool to uh, hang out with James R. Kennedy for a bit because obviously he was, you know, around for the start of my career. Mm-hmm. Both of us were kind of in a similar spot in ICW where we both had something to offer, but you know, there wasn't really we were kind of wondering what our next move was going to be and at the time we were talking about this like, I didn't want a manager and I just think about like how ballsy that was like you know not mm. necessarily a good thing like you know first day in the business I'm like listen to me I'm the Latin manager I'll make it work and I'm just thinking like I wouldn't say that now you know yeah. what I mean I'm thinking like 
no wonder everybody hated me when I got into the business. <laughs> <laughs> like, literally, first match in, it was like, right, mate. It's weird, yeah. Like, there's so many things you look back on, especially at the beginning, and you're just like, what was I thinking? Like, I uh, like I was always like, I don't know why I'm in a tag team. I'm not being in a tag team, mate. I'm going to be a swindles guy. Then you get in the tag team and things start rolling and you're like, man, I'm going to be the best tag team in the world. Like, that, yeah. like that's, it's just funny. You look back on that and go, God, it's funny how something that you were so adamant about at the beginning and then suddenly it happens and you're like, oh, actually, this could work. You know? And then going forward, it's going to be, you know, maybe some uh, some uh, tag team. Possibly. On the Possibly. horizon. You we'll need to, you'll, learn, you'll need to learn to become like a wrestling manager or something. Yeah, dude. Yeah. yeah. I can be up for that. You yeah. can talk. You, you, you yeah, can. yeah. you got uh, you got to just think about what your gimmick would be. You're taller than like, both of us, though. So well, like, yeah, I know. It's a onesie. You can, but like you can't use the ones as a weapon unless like the tails. The loaded tail. The tail's got stones in it. Oh my goodness! He's using thunderbolt. <laughs> He's that paralyzed. Cool He's paralyzed. <laughs> That's like the interruption. It's like <laughs> but things are going badly, and it's just like I just paralyzed the other guy with yeah. the tail. People think it's the Undertaker. It's not. It's Jake. <laughs> <laughs> He's using thunderbolt. Uh, but no, like one thing I will say though, like the look, the level of athleticism now in wrestling is unparalleled. Like oh, the, the level of athleticism and precision in these moves that even are happening on like I mean there were a lot of new faces in Defiant last night from uh, like Rev Pro and uh, Progress and you know Fight Club and stuff like that. A lot mm. of promotions around there, and like the standard of the athletic ability is just unbelievable. It's mm. like that is what what I have to say. I feel like such an old timer saying that, um, but I do. I think there's a niche nowadays, and I'm not not being funny for like you know strong characters and kind of storytelling and stuff like that mm. because that is now like the style of wrestling, and it's like I just I kind of. I worry, about, I worry about the talent, man, because it's like there's so many more injuries nowadays. You know yeah. what I mean? Like there's so many more injuries and people like, because the thing is, it's like as the level of expectation from the audience goes up, like I'll give you an example. When I wrestled like in my first match abroad, I'm not joking you, I wrestled, believe it or not, the first ever, I wrestled in the first ever independent wrestling match in Romania. First really? Match. Yeah. They had like a WWE thing there that wasn't, or it was like WCW, something that wasn't like an independent organization and I was first on in the card right it's funny I was wrestling Paul Tracy and we'd like put together this match which you know like you know what Paul Tracy is like you're going to be able to call a lot about there you know what I mean it's a lot of fun yeah um, and about was like fairly early in the game I was really hyped up for it and uh, I remember I hit him with a tackle and the crowd went because <laughs> they'd like never seen a bump before you know, that was their first time, like, honestly, so they like, oh, just like, oh my god. Yeah, like, and oh, I'm thinking, dude. and you know, see, as soon as I hit that tackle, I thought, what have we done? What have <laughs> we done? That sounds like a dream, dude. What have we done? What have we done? It's literally like in an RPG giving you, like, all the best weapons, like, right at the start. You know what I mean? It's like, you need to work up to that. Like, so, I remember I hit that tackle and it was like, people are going nuts because they've never seen a tackle before. Then, I went to hit the ropes literally first spot like it's going to be like this international spot hit the ropes ropes break oh <laughs> I was going to joke about that and actually was that did that really happen yeah oh god yeah yeah the ropes break and it was just like oh uh, and the thing is it was more like a boxing ring as well yeah. oh speaking of boxing rings on uh, the way down here we were watching like I was just saying like it's so annoying like 
I would like I know Tyson Fury's made like a lot of kind of um, a lot of unfort not unfortunate, but you know I, I obviously the guy's politics disappoint me. He's made some comments that are like interesting, you know, yeah, yeah, like kind of you know version on like racist and homophobic and stuff so I'm not I'm not a fan of the guy you know which is disappointing yeah. when like you want to be a fan of somebody but then they just say something that like yeah. you know means okay I now can't be a fan of you but one thing that and again I'm not laughing at him it was more just like at the situation so so you've got like when he won the title from Klitschko it's like Klitschko's like his life's over like he's lost like his, his identity in life he's like tears streamed down his eyes the boxing world's shocked because like basically this like big billy for the pubs just walked in <laughs> and pieced up the world champion the, the sporting world is in shock and then like Tyson Fury is just like I could stay awake just to see you sleeping <laughs> and then he just starts singing Aerosmith, and you can just see Klitschko like, "What the He's hell is going on inside. Yeah. Forever, every moment I spend with you." <laughs> yes, and he really like elongated it. Yeah, he's going for treasure. Yeah, he's proper going. Don't want to close my eyes, and then he was kind of doing that. Don't want to, and he did go. Like he didn't go for the high note. He went. Don't wanna fall asleep, <laughs> cause I miss you, baby, and I don't wanna. And he'd get like, turned yeah, into he'd like, get like super like texting after a while. Yeah, I was gonna say, I don't wanna miss a thing. I love when he turned a country song though. I, I <laughs> loved that. I thought that was absolutely hilarious. That was like one of the funniest moments in sports. Oh, Nothing God. to me though will beat again. Why do I take joy in this man? Why do I laugh at like unfortunate situations? But again, it's like. Chris Weidman is just like oh, lost. <laughs> <laughs> this is something that this, this, this is something this is something Dad would do. So Chris Weidman put away Anderson Silva twice in a row, who at right. the time was seen as like the greatest mixed martial artist of all time, right? <laughs> so he beats him and then beats him again. It's like, oh my god, he's done the unthinkable twice, right? And then after that, he gets beat and he's on. He's he's just lost and he's like. He's like gutted, and Joe Rogan goes, "You know, how do you feel?" And he's like, "Oh well, it's you know, it's it's disappointing, but I want to thank my team, my coaches. He's trying to save face, and he's like, you know, he's 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 lost, but he's maintained his dignity. And then his dad just comes, in. his dad just walks up to Joe Rogan, takes the back, and he goes, "Hey everyone, he's still my boy." <laughs> I have seen that, yeah. I have seen that. He's still my boy! <laughs> I mean, it's, it's good on him for being proud. Yeah, oh, it's my it's like, God. He's still my boy! I know like, when to say it. Do you know what it is, right? So I, I, I compiled in my head like oh. a list of like, who, what's the biggest, like, who, the, the biggest hilarious people that are not the fighters in MMA? Like, like cornermen or coaches or like Chris Weidman's dad. Like, like no. they'll occasionally get on a mic or they'll say something, and he's he's got to be up there, dude. Like Matt, the guy that pushed Brock Lesnar a couple weeks ago. Yeah, like, that was amazing. That was he's like, like less than five feet tall. So Lesnar and Cormier are doing the thing in the middle of the ring, and then like Daniel Cormier's like his boxing Carmen, coach. Yeah, his boxing coach is like honestly five foot tall. And just walks up to Brock Lesnar. He's like, what are you saying, like, Listening, <laughs> literally tries to shove Brock Lesnar. Right, Lesnar like moves about an inch or two to like the right hand side, and then he doesn't even look at the guy. Doesn't even look at him. He just and ignores Dana him. Dana White is like, "You get the hell out of here." He's like, "I'm done, Steve. You're gonna get eaten." 
<laughs> it was so funny. I, I laughed when um, Edmund always used to make make like amuse me. That was uh, Ronda's coach. Yeah. And one time he was getting like mouthy to Verdum, who was like oh, one God, of the biggest yeah. heavyweights of all time. And Verdum was just like just yeah, trying front to kick him, him in the bus. Yeah, like, they don't front kick him right yeah. in the face. Yeah, it's fantastic. That is so funny, yeah. dude. So they've got that. That's got to be like. I don't know, top three right there. Like, I, I got to give respect to Cormier's boxing coach for that, though. He was like, man, yeah, there's a Trinosaurus Rex right there, but I'll tell you what, I'm going to take him anyway. Have you ever heard of trying to push him over, eh? Have you ever heard of it? So, bring it back to wrestling. Have you ever heard of the Brawl for All tournament? Oh, my God. Yeah. So, basically, the Brawl for All tournament <laughs> was this idea of, like, let's get the wrestlers, but instead of having them wrestle each other, let's make them have shoot boxing matches. On TV. With takedowns too. Yeah, like with takedowns as well. For some so reason. So like they just had like all the wrestlers, so it was basically like They basically like, they went backstage so, and like, who are the hardest guys in the business? And just like let's let them fight yeah, in the ring. Let's let them all fight. And basically oh. the idea was we'll build one big star, right? So what happened was this guy that was just like, you know, never really seen as like a main event or anything, but this guy Bart Gunn out of nowhere just started piecing everybody out. He was out, like the champion, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, just like, like knocking that. everybody out. And then like, so they were kind of annoyed that it wasn't the guy they chose. So you know what his reward was for winning the tournament? They put him in a boxing match for like this professional boxer called Butterbean at WrestleMania and just knocked him out. Have you ever seen so Butterbean, like, dude? Do you know who Butterbean is? No. Dude, you, I th- you need to look this guy up. Butterbean, it, he was like legit 350 pounds, just gigantic guy. So like power in his hands, like dynamite in his hands, dude. Honestly, so they were, they were mad that this guy. Yeah. Oh, so have you ever seen, have seen Jack Ross? Yeah. Yeah, remember when he was on Jackass? The right. fat guy that knocked out Johnny Knoxville. Oh, him! Yeah, yeah. he fought Bart Grundy. <laughs> so, what was it 13 seconds? Or the last I remember Jim Cornette talking about it, so he was like, right, so let me get this straight. We've had this tournament to build a star, and now everyone's injured, including the guy that's just won the tournament. It's like, the tournament, here's a guy, he's won the tournament, let's get him the rub, let's get him the shine, here we go. Nah, let's, let's put him in there with someone that could kill 90% of human beings. I was uh, like, it's oh. funny... It's funny, I've, I've been watching a lot of these clips, like, uh, there's a, a writer at What Culture called uh, Michael Sidgwick, mm. and me and him, like, our friendship is based entirely on sending each other clips of, like, jobbers just getting absolutely decimated, and it's like, <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with me, man. Like, I don't watch, like, oh. classic matches anymore. I just watch, like, jobbers getting destroyed, and it's like, I, I don't know why. I don't know why, I just find it entertaining. And then, like, I, I showed Jake, and he's like, no, I'm, I'm like, disappointed in you, man. That's not funny. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm disappointed in you. I don't think you could laugh at that. Like, the guy was just getting beaten up. <laughs> it like, depends on the context. Well, like, well okay. Like, he was just being Okay, no, 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 you're right, you're right, no, no, but like, when you know, like, okay, so give me an example, so there's one with like, uh, it's, it's, uh, Sid Vicious and Dan Spivy versus like these two jobbers, skyscrapers, yeah, the skyscrapers, and like, this one guy just won't, like, he's literally getting up, like, after everything they're doing, (laughs) so he just gets like, I mean, what are you going to do, you know what I mean? You're gonna to have to kind of hit him for yeah. real. No, I'm, I'm. I'm not saying you can't just give him a bit, a bit of a tap, but like the guy in the clip <laughs> okay, that you okay. was going way too far. Yeah, it's like kicking him in the head and stuff. It was. It was the. It was the one where it was a uh, Coco Beware's in there with a, a jobber, and like the jobber just makes the mistake of thinking like you know I'll overpower Coco Beware. That that'll be a good idea, and. Uh, it, it wasn't a good idea. Not a good idea. It, no. it wasn't a good idea. Well, there comes a point though, like, there's a line, there's a fine line between those videos and then videos of guys being, yeah. like, 
being, you know, assholes to, to someone, like, you know, and, and just be taking liberties and things. There's a fine line, like, and it's it's one of those things where, you know, there's, there's a part on the other guy, too, you know, if someone's taking liberties and things, and you got yeah. you got oh, to step no, up. So, yeah, no, I know what you're saying. you got to step up. It's not a laugh. I think it's funny, though. Making me feel bad. I, no, I, I'm trying to make me, like, a good person and all that. I'm on your side on that one, man. I, I think it's sometimes, depends on the situation. If the guy deserves it, then it's like, you got what you deserve, bro. You still be an idiot. Yeah, you know, I, I agree with that. You're going to get burned, dude. Don't be stupid. Do you know what makes when me laugh, When you go too far, yeah. you're just beating up yeah. the dude. That's not okay. So, but but do, you know what makes, do you know what makes me think, like... The moral compass of change. Do you know what I think about it? What was going through that dude's mind when he's like... He's like, you know what? Tonight's the night. Tonight is the night. When Sid Vicious hits me with that power bomb, I'm just going to stand up. Mate, I'm that that. Like, what do you think was going to happen? He was going to go backstage in the locker room and just going to be like... <laughs> it's just like one guy starts and it's just like and then everyone starts looking around and then everyone just starts you know, yeah. you know what you know what else like, have you guys ever seen the wrestling episode of uh, Louis Theroux no yes. I haven't that is fantastic my favourite bit is like the character that Louis Theroux creates and he's like now tonight's going to be a great match and he's like now I know he's really really talented but I can't do the accent anymore I used to be able to do it He's like, I know he's really talented, but I am too. Oh <laughs> my god! <laughs> and there's a bit like where Sarge has got him doing push-ups and he's like, <laughs> like he just can't handle it anymore. Oh, Have you seen the, the rap one? Yeah, that is so that funny. Is so good. Where they get him like in a booth, yeah, freestyle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dude, he must have some adventures, eh? Oh yeah, yeah I can. God, God, man, that's so ridiculous, like. Those adventures. Imagine the number of different like cultures, number of different like little worlds that you go into, and you're just you know nothing about yourself. It's involved yeah. in it, dude. Hmm. It, I can't imagine taking someone who's a complete outsider to like pro wrestling and putting them in this environment and going, "Hey, this is what we're doing." They'd be like, "Hey." I, I actually I thought that was really cool. Like it was, uh, it gave a real sort of insight into like actually like how because now WCW isn't here anymore. Yeah, it's, it can be easy to forget how big that was, oh, how dude. big Goldberg's run was in WCW. You know, and it's like I was on a podcast the other day, and it's like you know a lot. Of level, I always defend Goldberg. Like a lot of people say, like you know. Uh, that he got the big push, and yeah, he did. But you know, we've seen before. You can't just like Goldberg had that thing. He had that X factor. He had that inexplicable quality that makes him just a main eventer. Trust me, people. If you meet Goldberg in person, you take one look at him, and he's you, you look at somebody, and it's that thing where if, even if you didn't know who he was, you would know he was somebody. Yeah, you know what I mean. He has you an aura and a presence. He, exactly, exactly. And I'll tell you what, he actually legit cares about the fans. Yeah, actually legit cares well, about the fans. Wasn't that like, same years ago? He was unhappy that like it was coming less about you know you know look for it was coming less towards kids and kind of the fans and things, and it was becoming a different product that he wasn't happy with. And now that it's a bit more family friendly, it's a bit more sort of about you know being heroes for the kids and things. He's, yeah, that's why he came back so he could be you know a hero to his son. Yeah, and I mean that's what I mean. People get into different industries for different reasons, and especially with pro wrestling, there's a lot of different reasons why someone gets into it. To get into it for that reason and to come back, you know, is there a better reason? Literally to go, I want my son to see me wrestle yeah, Like, And I'll tell you what, like, I've said, I'm sure I've said this before, before, but he is a quality human being. Like, I'm first time, a quality yeah. human being, like, 
uh, Kenny did the Inside the Ropes tour and he was like look do you mind if uh, I introduce you to my friend who's a wrestler and like he was like yeah bring him in so Goldberg literally brought us into his locker room first thing he did was introduce us to his family like even like before himself he was like this you know what I mean it was wow. like, and I thought man that's a classy individual a, that's you know what I mean because it's like yeah. a lot of a lot of imports wouldn't want that they wouldn't want anyone near them they would just kind of want to be straight away and do their own thing and Gold, Goldberg was like I, he literally with a little bit of advice changed changed my career he did there you go. because and he actually said like and he talked me through his offense and he just always said to me he said change one thing if you're doing somebody else's move change one thing about it and make it your move that's why like with the the Hendry lock which is an ankle lock like yeah. what I do now is I step over at the end so it's like a like a single leg bossing crab but with yeah. an ankle lock on the end so it just looks a bit different you know? so it's, yeah, it's different the way I think yeah. it's like if you if there's a video game they're going to make a video game and they're going to program we've talked about this yeah, yeah they were going to program yeah. the, the moves they'd have to now program the ankle lock and the Henry lock exactly. because they're not the same anymore yeah it's like do something that they would have to create like a new animation yeah for, you know? if it's you're like, just running about doing some like other people's moves on stuff you're not going to be memorable yeah well the thing is the problem is every move has been yeah. done something. yeah there's you no could take, you can take moves and add like a little something to them yeah a little salt and pepper a little seasoning that's it. I mean, that must have been amazing at that time. It's almost like music, you know, when music went through, like you know, the sixties and seventies, eighties, mm. even nineties, when everything's changing. Yeah. You know, now it's like, sure, there are new innovations, but it's like if, before every decade, it was like, well, what's this rock and roll stuff? Yeah. You know? What? Oh, what's this disco stuff? What's this dance music? What's mm. like? There was an evolution, and now it's like we're kind of because. We've kind of maxed out. Well, not maxed out. I'm sure we'll think of other things, but we're not on that exponential curve of like audio changing. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's like something that you hear now, sound wise, probably could have been done ten years ago. You know what I mean? The technology would have been available. But like mm. we're, we're wrestling, it's almost like again you went through that of oh maybe if we add this and just like evolves over years. It's like think about it. Like triple threats haven't even been around that long. No, not really. Like, no. they, they came around in like the nineties, didn't they? Uh, Pretty sure. Yeah, I think it was. Uh, it was it ECW way, that started it, or possibly, or, it was or it might the be three, just before the three that. Way yeah, dance yeah. in WCW or something. But it, it was it was fair, more recent than you would think. Yeah, much more like, recent. So you got a ladder match, and it's like, well, what do you do next? You know? Yeah, and again, we're we're, we're right. cage over everything. Well, do you know? I remember when I was a kid, like before I thought about like injuries and stuff. I remember like there was a toy. Of a, of a like a wrestling ring where the wrestlers were on the outside and they were standing on a platform. You just flick it and the wrestler would be shot across the ring. <laughs> and I'm like, why do they do that in real life? Why do they do this there? I'm just imagining like, <laughs> imagine actually doing that. Like the Rock and Stone Stone Cold are on one side. And like, Whoa! I know, like, like, collide. I know, just like, like looks getting like, knocked yeah, out. Looks like the Unreal Engine, Halo physics, and it's like ragdolls. Yeah, just get the entire roster just fling them into each other. Oh my god! <laughs> well, they did the brawl for all tournament. They might as well. Yeah. Oh Christ, uh, man! Brawl, that was, was so funny. Uh, no, you're right though. I agree with you. But it's also it's funny that like you're right, and things come back around. It's really interesting that wrestling is going to... I feel like wrestling is going to be like that, where it's still in that exponential curve, where it's going to go on the way up, and it's kind of like new things are evolving, and something that wasn't being done 10 years ago is now being done, and things are changing. 
But then you're going to see that curve come back around. You're going to start to see things from 10, 15, 20, 30 years ago come back, you know? Mm. And there's going to become, like you were saying earlier, because of the athleticism and, and the increase in, you know, just ridiculous athleticism. Like, I can't even describe... I'm an athlete, guys. Like, I'm a really, really good athlete. Yeah? I know that for a fact. Yeah? But there's stuff I've seen that guys can do that I'm just like... Dude, I... In my wildest of dreams, I couldn't do some of the stuff you see today in pro wrestling. Like, mm. some of this stuff is unreal, unbelievable. Yeah, have you seen these smaller guys come through? These like, oh, crazy dude. moves. It's so like, crazy because again, 15, 20 years ago, it was now nah, you're too small to be a wrestler. Yeah. Now it's like, it's like these guys are you're dominating to be a wrestler. Yeah, it's like, yeah now yeah. these guys are dominating pro wrestling. It's like, and, I've, and I think you were saying earlier about you know, kind of the more traditional style for like the guys like you meet the bigger kind of more like. Uh, the more sort of old school work, worker type guys are gonna, there's gonna come a niche for that. The thing is, I, well, that's what that's what it is. I think you need to find your niche. Like for me, I realized like, I'm never gonna flip around. Like, yeah. You know, these guys, I just, I, I won't be able to. You know, like I just, yeah. I don't like that. Like the ability that Will Osprey has, that kind of not only is you know has been honed to perfection, but it's also I do believe he has a natural talent as oh, well I will do, yeah. to be able to yeah. like. Calculate where his body's going in midair, you know. Whereas I won't have that, but what I will have is I've got kind of this weird ability to be able to pick up stuff I shouldn't be able to pick <laughs> up from my size. Yeah. So it's like you'll see. I'm not going to tell you tell you which one it is, but in uh, on TV, uh, you'll uh, you'll be seeing me pick up two people at one point. That was uh, rather chuffed with. Well, there you go. So uh, yeah. that's I've realised that's my thing. Like if I can if I can pick up two people at the same time, the at my size, you know what I mean? There's not many people that are going to be able to do that. So yeah, it's like you're not as big as Brock Lesnar, you know? Exactly. So it's like, yeah, if, if John Cena does it, it's like, you know, that's that's what he's known for. But that's kind of like, I'm a kind of, you know, in terms of WWE, I suppose I'm kind of in the middle of the pack in terms mm. of size. Mm. So you probably would expect that from someone my size, you know? Yeah. So I'm thinking that's where my niche probably is physically. I think you just got to find something. Never, the thing is like, there is something. It's like, I, I often see spots and go, I wish I'd thought of that. Yeah. You know? I wish I'd thought of that. There's wee things that's just like, that's clever. One of the best wrestlers for that who makes the most out of what they have is Pete Dunne. Mm. Like, I think, like, Pete Dunne is is really uh, quite a phenomenal talent. I've uh, wrestled him twice. And it's interesting, like, looking back, I'm like, it's weird. I watched my, my first match back with him, and this was in, I think, 2016. And I just thought, Jesus, like, I'm just a different wrestler. I'm watching, like, almost like I don't like watching my matches back now. I don't, honestly, I, it's so rare for me to see one of my own matches and be happy about it. Yeah. But I looked back at that and I think, Jesus Christ, like, you know, the difference, you know. And I think it's weird. Every time you look back and you think, oh, I was ready then. And I look back and it's like, no, I wasn't. You know, what I mean? it's like no. I mean, to be honest with you, I've always got more. To yeah, learn. exactly, exactly. Whereas, like, I think, like, I'm almost glad that things have happened the way they have because I don't think it would have been ready for it if it had happened any quicker. I think it's made like a great logical progression. You know, I've been really fortunate in in pro wrestling, and the cool thing is, like, I think like ROH especially because the work people in there. Oh yeah, I mean, you better bring it if you're in yeah. you know ROH. Even like if you're like the likes of. WS now and Impact I mean the yeah. quality of the last Impact tapings are off the chain I mean I'll say that right now you know I know a lot of people have criticised Impact in the past but I challenge you to watch the shows now um, they're, I honestly Impact is is one of the better wrestling shows in the world right now and yeah, I plan yeah. to make it the best 
Well, there you go then. Yeah. Not too bad at all, man. Not too bad at all. I think that's uh, that's a good goal to have. Good goal to have. But you're yeah. right. Always learning. But you're right about that. If things happen, they happen at a rate for a reason, you know? Um, my progress has been slower than I would have liked, but it's when I do, when I do make it somewhere and I do, you know, get that, you know, eventually sort of get towards that top end of what I'm looking for, I'll be more than ready, dude. Like, I'll be so ready for it, it'll be unreal. And it'll be like, would I do this any other way? It's like, I don't know. Would you, could you really be as ready after a couple of years versus, you know, five, six, seven years? You know, obviously, obviously not. I think, like, for you, like, you, you, yours is going to be a combo of, like, wrestling, but also shoot stuff as well. Yeah. I think the, the more kind of tournaments you get under your belt for, like, shoot fighting and stuff, I think yeah. that would be a good mm. thing for you to do. You, In my opinion, you should be built, you should be looking at yourself as, like, obviously, there's the Bantz character, but, mm. like, I think you should honestly look at, like, Ken Shamrock. I was literally going to bring that name up. How he was perceived. I was literally just about to bring up that name, actually. Ken Shamrock. Uh, again, again, again it's, it, they're obviously much more, you know, these are much higher level guys than what I'm talking about. You know, like these guys are Ken Shamrock, MMA legend, you know. Look at the way that Lesnar was perceived when he came back after, you know, his UFC 200 return. It's like he goes to UFC 200 and, you know, pieces up Mark Hunt and you're just like, he comes back and it's like, okay, we're off to the races now. This guy is, still is. Look, when he came, even when he came back the first time, dude, he'd just come off the UFC. It's like, you're perceived differently. You're you're seen differently because this is a, a two sport athlete now. This is yeah. a guy that's gone into another environment and dominated that environment. Dude, Ronda Rousey right now, dude, she's yeah. tearing it up on TV. To me, to me, that is the future of. It's a huge part of getting yourself over. And if it was up to me, you should have you should have to have some legit skills. It's progress. I know a lot of people will disagree with me and go, "Well, why?" But it's like it's almost like. It's almost like preparing for a role, isn't it? It's like, if oh. you look at, like... And I'm trying to think of examples, but it's like method actors. Yeah. Who, like, Tom Hardy will immerse himself in whatever he's doing. Yeah. yeah. Christian Bale will immerse himself Aye. in whatever he has to portray. And it's like, if you can't kick somebody's ass, then that's why... I mean, don't get me wrong, the level of athleticism is, like, better than it's ever been. But a lot of the time and a lot of the feedback I hear from people who are not, you know who are outside like that niche is that this looks like a bit of a dance compared to a fight you well, know it, like, let's be honest I mean if and again maybe this will be controversial and that you know these opinions are solely my own they're not representative of the podcast they're representative of the other guys here but it's like what was wrestling back in the day what was professional wrestling it was a it was a it was effectively wrestling was a con it was it's what it was it was a it was a worked con and it's like are we losing that now to a degree Back in the day, you hear stories of guys like Bill Watts. If you went into a bar, got into a fight, and got beat up, you were sacked. Yeah. Like, Bill Watts, Jay, you know, Jay Ross and <clears throat> talked about those stories. You know, he was around in that time. He talks about that stuff, where he's like, that you can sack. You know? Guys, the villains and stuff were encouraged to go to bars and start just fights with guys. Sorry. Just, just like huh? <laughs> Sorry, I'm open <laughs> Yeah, like, they were encouraged, <laughs> because they were the villains. It was You're encouraged to go to the bars and antagonize people. Imagine you know? that, hey, like, babe, it's my job. It's my yeah. job. It's the last end though. It was like you were. It was so. It was really real. It was so real in certain fact that it was like, you know, you're encouraged to do that, you know. And it's like, have we lost a little bit of that as we go along? I'll give that a wee bash. Sorry, guys. I'm just a little bit. I've had to open up these crisps. These are honestly. How good are those crisps? Oh, 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 these are nice. That's just a bonus. Those are nice. Fifty-two. Good lord, those are nice. 
But uh, yeah, mm. yes, have we lost a little bit of that? You know, especially for you and I who, you know, are also as well as professional wrestlers are. You know, you're a freestyle wrestler. I'm a freestyle wrestler, mixed martial artist. It's like for me, it's interesting that. If anything, I feel like my athleticism has gone through the... Like, I was already a decent athlete, but I feel like it's gone through the roof since I began taking freestyle wrestling and mixed martial arts to a high level. You know? And I think that you're right. I think that the next wave is that hybrid athlete. You know? Look at Ronda Rousey, dude. Huge dude, wrestling. Her, her debut was un- unbelievable. unbelievable. I mean, it's one of the best wrestling debuts of all time. Dude, it blew everyone away. I remember watching it and being like, this is amazing. Like... This is, a, this is a woman who has been a wrestling fan for years, but had never done it, you know? And she was fresh to But it. that's when you can see when someone's got passion for the business. You know what I mean? Yeah. It came through. Like, she exceeded all expectations. Who's had a, a performance that good in their first match? Sure. She's On WrestleMania, her, dude. Yeah. WrestleMania. She's a special athlete, man. Like, that's it. She's a next-level athlete. It's like, that's another reason why I like these... These you know these two sport athletes because it that athleticism and that coachability is is it breeds that you know you know what upset me right you, that uh, Michael Rapaport guy always slagging off Ronda Rousey it's like mate what have you ever done in sports what Dude. gives you the right to run your mouth about he's like how could you be how can they say she's the best of all time? She's only had twelve times, and it's like, dude, shut your mouth. That was the the standard at the time, Dude. and she was by far the best MMA athlete in the women's division that the world had ever seen yeah, so you know what women's at that time that. she put women's MMA on the map and it, that's what annoys me about it when people go like oh well I mean the standard you know then compared to now it's like well if the tools from now were available then then she'd probably be at the top of the game in yeah. the same way you know it's just like it annoys me when somebody like Michael Rappaport goes on the fight and the kid and Joe Rogan and that just slating on the rise and it's like Dude, you, like that guy's like a celebrity. You know what I mean? A yeah. huge celebrity. And he's like having a go at someone who basically like... Th- that was a really... I don't think people understand the impact that, that has like a loss of identity for like someone who's in that situation. Like here's the thing. Like if you're like... If you're someone at the level of a Ronda Rousey, you better have a huge ego. You need to have a you huge do, ego. Yeah. Because if you don't have a huge ego, you're not going to be, be able to perform at that Agreed. level. I look I'm, like Michael I'm, Jordan. Jakey's like, oh, I didn't think I'm that good. No. He was like, I'm the man and here's why. Of course. You yeah. know, and I'm going to put in work. 100%. Yeah. And Ronda was the same way. So look at Muhammad Ali back in the day, dude. Yeah, it annoys me when oh. people are like, oh, Ronda thought this and Ronda thought that and it's like, that's yeah. the athlete mentality. Yeah, because it annoys me when people criticize her because it's like she was the best of her time. Yeah, simple as that. It pisses me off when anybody criticizes anybody in mixed martial arts when it comes to losses and things. Right, that gets on my tits more than anything in the world. Right, anyone that comes out and goes, "Oh, well, Ronda lost," it's like I don't care if she lost to. She went in there and she dominated that division. Every single challenger that came her way, she absolutely pieced up. Like, she was in, she was out in the first round. She was knocking girls out in the first round, submitting them in the first round nine times out of ten. Yeah. Yeah. And again, like you say, the cool, the, the main thing there is the standard at the time, and she dominated. She, all the fe- the big female stars of today, Yana and Jacek, Thug Rose, like all those, all those, like the big names now, Amanda Nunes. As much as Amanda Nunes beat Ronda Rousey, Holly Holm beat Ronda Rousey, they have Ronda Rousey to thank for women's MMA being on the map. They have her to thank for it being as big. I know, and Ronda couldn't have done it herself. 
obviously, you know, things like her rivalry with Misha Tate was a huge thing for it. But it pisses me off when people are like, oh, well, she's terrible, she lost. It's like, yeah, dude, have you ever gotten and fought and been in that position? I've been in a position similar to where, dude, you saw me after the English Championship and in that silver medal match. So for those that don't know, I went at the English Championships earlier in the year, and uh, in, I think it was February, yep. you know, and I wrestled in the silver, I got as high as, uh, uh, won the bronze, but got as high as the silver medal match, and went to wrestle for the silver medal, and I got beat, and honest to God, I just was like, I took a second after the match, I just lay on the mat, and I was just like, I was ready to just like, I'll just die here. And it sounds so stupid, and it sounds so over the top, and dramatic, it's like it's only a wrestling match. But it's so dramatic, and you just you do you, you the ground. You're like I'm, I'm ready. I'm go. That's it. Everything's done. You're finished. It really messes with you for weeks after that because yeah, you build up to that point for so long. Dude, it messed with you me. You put everything into it for weeks. It messed with me. And this this isn't even an MMA fight, dude. This was um this is a tournament that honestly I went into on four days notice. Right? I remember you said you were going down for it. And I was yeah. like, oh, and you were like, do you want to come? And I was like, all right. So on four days notice, I went down and did this tournament. You know and. It, honestly, for weeks it messed with me. Like you know, you know yourself, Joe. I was telling you a lot about it, and it does that to you. So I can't imagine being in the position of a Ronda Rousey and being on top of the world and dominating, and then you know, for everything else on the outside to start kind of coming in, and you know, obviously she had a lot on her plate, dude. And then you know, to lot to lose, and then everybody's just on her ass, and everyone's like, everyone that was her fan before suddenly is giving her pish. Yeah, like, you guys are so fair weather. It's unreal. The thing is, like. People, people don't realize that like people are people, you know. Yeah. I mean, regardless of like where they are in terms of stature and stuff, it's just like they're still human beings and they still deserve like a baseline yeah. level of human respect and dignity. And it's like some of the things that people say, it's like internet trolls. I mean, oh, dude, it's one of these things. I'd love to go. Oh, they don't annoy me, but they do annoy me. Yeah. Like there's there's somebody on uh, there's somebody on Twitter at the moment who I'm not going to say who it is, but there is a wrestler who is on one of the same shows as me, mm. who has, uh, who actually put up a tweet uh, that was critical of uh, Hillary Clinton and the Clinton Foundation. Mm. Now, for me, that's something I'm probably going to stay out of. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm not going to issue much opinion mm. on American politics right now. One, because it's, I don't really feel, one, I've kind of come to learn, I used to be super political on Twitter, but I've kind of come <laughs> to learn that like, I will when I think it's like, you know, it's, it's, Needs right to be said. To do so, like, so yeah. if, it's, if it's about like mm-hmm. Scotland or something like that, or mm-hmm. something, that, or you know, it's major like, world, yeah, like with the Brexit stuff, yeah. something that really affects us, and it's like mm-hmm. it's something I've looked into a lot. And if like my fans are asking me about, I'm going to give my opinion. Yeah. But someone, but someone like an American wrestler gave their opinion on a situation with Hillary Clinton, which I thought they were perfectly entitled to do. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Did he say anything? Offensive? No. Literally, it was, I think he retweeted a tweet from, um, I can't remember who it was, whether it was Anthony Bourdain or whoever. Someone, mm. it was a very kind of whatever comment. It was nothing outrageous. And then someone went on Twitter and said to one of the organizations that we both work for, do you know that you're employing someone who is a racist? Oh, and who is this? Good. And they were saying that they were a racist because they were against Hillary Clinton. It's like, well, hang on a second. Someone can be a Bernie Sanders supporter and maybe wanted Bernie Sanders to win. That doesn't make them a racist. You yeah. know what I mean? Because someone, you know, it's, it's actually, you might not like Hillary Clinton. That's okay. You know what I mean? But yeah. for someone sitting there behind their keyboard to think that it's acceptable to go, I'm going to try and get this person fired because they've got different political beliefs than me. And I thought, how ridiculous could you be? Now, thankfully, like the organization 
you know, likely isn't going to, that's not going to result in negative consequences. But the thing is, what if, like, let's just hypothetically say, what if someone was kind of on the edge? You know what I mean? With the company were like, eh, should we keep this guy? Should we not? And then a few tweets like that. You couldn't get somebody to lose their job. It's not so Now, don't get me wrong. Like, with everything that's going on today, there are some situations where people need to be, uh, you know, they, 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 they need to be brought to justice and they need to be punished. But for having a different political opinion, you can't just... And call not it, even a particularly strong one. Yeah, yeah. all he did was retweet. Now, I don't... I need to research yeah. the situation fully, but it's just like, from what I saw mm. and the, the screenshot of tweet, it was a, a tweet that was critical of a major political figure, which, you know, is... Everyone has the right to do it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's like, we're not allowed to discuss things anymore. And I guess yeah. it's that whole thing of, can you imagine if like someone said something I didn't like in the pub, and then if I'm going to call their boss and tell them that... Now, fair enough if it's something that's like, you know, offensive or inappropriate or, you know, terrible behaviour or whatever, but to just have a different opinion. It's like, yeah. people, I think a lot of the time people respect, fail to understand that like, entertainers are people, first yeah. and foremost as well, you know? Yeah, yeah no, I do forget that. It's like, no matter how... Famous someone is, no matter how powerful someone is, they are still a person. Yeah, yeah, it, it, and it's it's weird that you can just you get people that are happy to just go on like go on social media or whatever and just write that stuff down and just you're like really dude like that, that's going through your head like what would it what does it take for that to go through your head and mm. go I'm gonna write this down so this person can see it it's like dude you're just an asshole like that's just. Yeah. You know what kind of person are you in your day to day life? What kind of person? Like, I don't need I, me personally. Like I'm a big believer, and if something or someone isn't adding to your life or, or helping you in some way, or you know, what I mean, you know, not, not helping, but like if they don't bring you up, if they don't, if they bring you down, if they're negative or they get drink, them, there, get them out, get, get them out, yeah, yeah. get out of my life. Like, yeah, I don't need energy drain. I've got enough energy. Who's my who's I don't. Man, who's man. You can pick the door or you can pick the window. Day. Whatever you want you like, but you're out of this. Have you like, seen uh, Libby's Handmade Shoe? <laughs> there's like, there's a, this like his new one on BBC. There was only like one episode for some reason. He's got a new show. Yeah, Libby's Handmade Shoe. Right. And it's there's good. like a there's like a scene where like some some builders in his house like says something wrong. He's just like. Because <laughs> 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 he says like the slightest thing wrong. It's just like he's like, oh, them curtains are a bit weird, eh? <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, like the like Lemmy, like Lemmy's show is so hit and miss that like the funniest stuff is amazing. The stuff that's terrible is so terrible it becomes funny. Yeah, like yeah. See, if, I, if I watch Lemmy with you, every sketch is funny because yeah. you just. You go quite an infectious laugh, but you will laugh at things that are just so terrible it becomes yeah. funny. One of my favourite ones was the one with the... Have you seen the one where the, the car, and he thinks that someone's trying to steal his car? And he's in his living room. Oh, it runs off the board! Uh, he's, 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 he goes, it's the thing, this is what makes me laugh, right? It's because he's doing it, and he gets up quietly, and he goes to him, and he's just like, hey, hands off the board! <laughs> but then he's like sitting there, and he's like... And then before he even gets up, he goes... As he's getting up, he's like, hands off the board! And it's. You're all one of my favourite Libby uh, moments is when he was doing his improv on camera and he tells the graffiti. Oh, the, gra- the graffiti. graffiti. This, this one is called graffiti. 
It's because he's doing it like while his family are asleep, so he's having to whisper yeah. into the microphone. <laughs> I remember once I did a walk culture video. I think it might have been the top ten SNES videos, and someone in the comments like, "I used to just get roasted in the yeah, comments." You got big time roasted. Oh yeah, I was just getting bent over <laughs> in, the, <laughs> in the walk culture comments. Honestly, I'm I'm amazed it lasted as long as it did there. Those people, those hey. That audience hated me. Yep. And it was like, even when I did like a good job, it was just like, no, this guy, look, kill this guy, look, this guy. Like some of the comments were, what my favourite one was, why don't you just, like honestly, you know how people go, thirst, like yeah, you have to yeah. be the first comment. I remember looking at the comments section and one time the first one was, why don't you just F off and die? <laughs> Jesus Christ. And I thought to myself, Wow. Wow. So thing is, I actually really. The, the thing is, it's like this with a lot of people. Like, you might get like ninety nine positive comments, but the one that's negative is like, "How can they say that?" Yeah, and, yeah. And, and that like really helped me develop a thick skin. But see, at the start, it was like, <laughs> "Hello, darkness, my old friend." Yeah. It was bouncing that helped me develop a thick skin. I was getting called everything every week. Yeah, I had guys being like, and I was like. I honestly was trying to figure out what you meant there. Like, you know, when someone says something just for a split second, I just imagine I'm going like. Bouncing. <laughs> uh, I can feel my skin getting thick. For those in, uh, for those that un- in not in the know, can we call it? I don't know if you call it bouncing everywhere. We call it in Scotland. It's kind of being a door supervisor or security on like a nightclub. Uh, on a nightclub, would be we call it bouncing. And uh, yeah, that's what I thought. Thick skin. It was uh, just because you get called everything. Like you don't let someone in there. It's like, well, you just you just got a tight, you just got a tiny penis, and you you're a bully in high school, eh? You're fat. That's what it is. You're fat. You're jealous of me. Eh? And I'm like, no. <laughs> and then it's just like, it's like that's no. What you're just incredibly drunk, and you have to leave. They're just like, mate, this ID's fake. I'm still you're jealous of me. Because eh? I'm got things like It's just like, oh, to shut your gag. I remember, like this. This is one story I haven't told, and, and we'll get into the, you know, due to the the uh, the the violence levels of the last. But but I remember. I mean, I like the violence. Know, this, has happened, this has happened twice in my life, where you know the rule, guys. No matter what the injury, if you walk it off, you can walk anything off. I remember when uh, so when I nearly broke my neck when I was in Iceland when basically so I was over there on holiday and uh, I was going to I was at an outdoor swimming pool oh, and they had a, a diving board yeah, they had a diving board and it was outdoor and it was raining so like all I could see it was really heavy rain so I couldn't see anything in, in the pool right. all I could see was just the board and then oh, the pool Christ. and I just went like Tom and Jerry just like like almost legs sticking out of the water oh. like split my head whoa, 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 wide open you know it still hurts it still hurts really like, yeah if I do a forward roll like on the dome of my head it's like <gasps> like it oh, still hurts dude. like they, they never told me if I cracked my skull so you never know but like uh, yeah I was amazed I didn't break my neck I was amazed so first thing all them bridges man all them yeah, bridges I, well that's what they said to me they were like, really yeah they said we've Holy never hell. they said your your neck's really thick here and they were like like your neck's like abnormally thick here and I was like well I've been doing loads of neck bridges because when I'm dressing they were like we've never seen an injury like this without a break you're, oh, you're they're like dude. this is like you can won't, don't believe how lucky you are like you're so lucky and so basically what happened was they arrived at the scene 
And I was like, obviously just showed off, like, Davy Dave in the bully. Like, I'm just like, dunk, hit that. Just barely able to, like, roll out the pool. And I remember, like, trying to get up, and I was like, if you can look up, it's fine, it's fine. My head, like, honestly. And I remember, like, so my head split open, and, like, the other person was like, is your, is, is your lip bleeding or something? I was like, well, I don't think so. And then it was just like, sea of red down my face. And I was like, I I need to know. And I need to know. And I put my hands there and I could basically fit all four fingers. Ah, And I could feel the side and it's like I could feel like the sliminess. Stop, 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 stop. Right? Now, at this point, I didn't know if I'd cracked my skull or not, right? Jesus. And it's absolutely pissing it down my rain. So I don't know if it's raining in my brain or not, right? So I get there. So first thing, the paramedics arrived. They're like, like, what's going on here? And oh, it was the pool staff. And they were like, oh, no, get the neck brace. Because that's how they talk in Iceland. No, it's like, get the neck brace. So they put the neck brace on the wrong way around. Maybe in the side of Iceland supermarket. So my head's like, like, like getting pushed. And then when the ambulance arrives, like this ambulance is like from 1963. Honestly, it's like Flintstones. They're just like, <laughs> right? So when they're rolling me in that, like they're bashing me off the doors. They're like, oh, oh. And I remember the best bit was when we got to the hospital and he's like, oh, you know, you're incredibly lucky. Like you've not broken your neck. And they were like, I was like, what about my skull? And they were like, wait, wait we're not going to scan that. And I was like. What? Yes, yeah, so they wouldn't scan it's it. It's like the first thing I would do. I, and then, uh, so basically it was like, okay, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you an injection to numb the pain in your head so I can sew it back up. Oh my God. So man. they started sewing it and he, he put in the first injection. He was like, he was like, ah, and he was, and he was like, right, there you go. And he started sewing. I was like, oh, oh, oh. like I can still feel it all. It's like, like, give it a minute to yeah. bloody well work. Like, oh, maybe I should give you another injection. And honestly, I just, I could still feel it. Like the, the oh. it had no, the local anesthetic had almost no effect. It was Oof. like. How did you grow so Well, the thing is, by the end, I was doing the maths in my head, and I was like, well, how many times has he got to pierce my head to sew it back together? Because oh he's done about God. nine injections, and none of them have worked. So I was like, I said, mate, just go for it. Just go for it. So I just had to sit oh, there with God him, like, sake. sewing my head up. And then, uh, yeah, so at the end, I had to pay the medical bill, because I didn't have uh, insurance then, obviously. That was fantastic. What did that run you by? It was 500 bucks, right? Oh, well, that's not bad. I'm when they sewed your I know, head up. I know. And when I got home, right, they actually sent me an email saying, Oh, sorry, we forgot to charge you for the ambulance. I was just like, yeah. I, <laughs> I was like, good. I, <laughs> I was like, if I go to a restaurant and you tell me that I'm going to pay 40 quid, you kind of come back and charge me for another main meal later on. <laughs> so, what, like, so has that affected anything like the... If you suddenly touch the top of your head, it's like, do you ever get like weird equilibrium if you're like upside down for any time? No, no, nothing like that, but it's just like, I remember that, like, uh, you remember at like Johnny's party, yeah. all the kids are like doing forward rolls and they're like, you do one, and it's like peer pressure. It's like, oh, what could possibly go wrong? Only like contracts of major oh. wrestling organizations, but I'll do one on the floor and then, you know, scalp my dome off the oh, ground. Christ. And I was sore for like a day after. Oh, yeah, so that was good. That was good. Did you get any spinal compression from it or did they say anything about like... They didn't. Nah, they said they said my spine was fine. Jesus, man. That's um, so lucky. I, but I did remember, I mean like, obviously the, uh, the, the walk culture one when I got, let's not go into details, but basically I got dropped 
recklessly direct, directly on my head yeah. and then uh, basically like I was in a lot of pain after that and what I did is I was reading about and I was kind of looking up um, like ways to treat it and again I'm going to get slagged it was the Joe Rogan podcast mm. and they were talking about the benefits of like just hanging in the gym yeah from like just so you just kind of grip the bars and hang I'm and I would do bit. that every time I went to the gym and then my spine would just go doo, 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 and it would just like crack like 10 times and I would just do that every time I went to the gym and I was like it completely sorted it within like a few months uh-huh. so that was good because I, I actually thought that had messed me up a little um, like I just you know obviously I had the uh, Kurt Angle match coming up and I was like there's no way I'm missing this like, yeah. I, I don't even want to get this checked out right now yeah. you know, and that's the thing when you're when you're in a spot like that you, you you know you would like to think on the outside you go no I would take the time to heal and all that but you know yeah, yeah man you got to take opportunity when it's yeah. Um another time is again not going into details but I actually um, had a really bad injury to my leg to the point where my foot was facing the wrong direction oh my uh, god was, <laughs> and I remember um, you know I had a few drinks and my mate was like Joe what are you doing I was like it's fine I can walk right? oh no <laughs> and I'm like I can do it myself and I'm like trying to get oh, into any like it's fine God. and my foot's like facing the wrong way and I'm like it's fine boy really <laughs> Jesus Christ oh, no. oh my oh, God if we get off this topic okay. imagine like like cringe from just the 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 thought of the pain it's just like uh, I don't think I've had any major ones you know knock on wood in, in pro wrestling I think like Nothing major, like, I've been dropped in my head a couple of times, like, uh, I've had, like, a mild concussion once, but nothing major, like, nothing, like, you know... I've been pretty lucky concussions-wise, like, that's, like, that's what scares me, like, I've I've got the concussion math in my head, I know that, they're, they're, like, if I hit a, a certain number of concussions, like, I'm, I'm out. And again, though... And it's a low number. It's I didn't throw number. out, I didn't throw up after anything, so I probably wasn't that, that nah, I can still be a concussion, man. Like, you think? Yeah, yeah, I mean, I mean, you got to be so careful with that stuff. To be honest with you, like, at the end of the day... My dream is to, you know, be the world champion, but health always comes first. Mm. Health always comes first. There was a series I was watching, there was like a, a guy in the National Hockey League who's kind of looking into like um, treatments to kind of regenerate the brain and stuff. And he was like, mm. you can take my name off the Stanley Cup twice over. I'd do anything to have not played hockey. And it's like, really? Oh, it's, yeah. So that's why like, I'm, I'm really glad, fortunate and lucky that on the injury fronts, like... I've not had anything that's like really had any kind of long term effect or yeah. anything like that. Like mm-hmm. I had a plate in my leg as a result of that thing, and um, but that was kind of before I started wrestling. Mm. And I got a plate out, and, and that was it. And I oh, I've been under a belter of a foreign object, man. I just like the loaded foot. Well, dude, <laughs> I was actually in so much pain when I started pro wrestling because my. Uh, like as I was getting bigger, more muscular, like it was kind of growing around this plate like oh in my, my leg, Christ. and it was so painful after training. I was like, I can't take this. I was like, I need really? To my leg. When I got it in, they told me they were like, you will. It was funny. It was funny. They said you will never do sports beyond like a recreational level. Says <laughs> and oh man, you just phoned them up and be like, hey man, yeah, remember when you told Get me? Get on the phone, mate. Do you mind when you tell me that I wouldn't do sports past a recreational level? Well, here is my participation medal for the Commonwealth Games, Yowalper. Do you know what the funny thing is? Like, I actually have a participation medal for the Commonwealth Games. It was like, 
We all made it. I know I should be grateful for having it. So it's literally a whirp, 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 whirp. It's literally, it might as well have, ro- it might have, might as well have Robotnik's face on it juggling around. <laughs> <the screen. laughs> like, Dude, that screen it used to like, like blow, give, me nightmares. give me nightmares. That scare, that screen was horrifying to me. I was like, what? What do you mean? Dude, I had to, I was doing the, uh, the Impact Wrestling Twitch stream and I played Sonic 2 start to finish. And I had to blast through it with uh, with no continues. And I said on the stream, I don't know why I said this. I was just trying to show off. It was like, right, that's it. If I if I get defeated here, if I can't do this with no continues, I get fired from Impact. <laughs> <laughs> okay, imagine if like management would be like, you're good to respect Kevin. Like, imagine that if I'd have died on Death Egg Zone and had to leave him. You know they got like feaster fired. Yeah. Just like, can you beat Robotnik? Oh. God, dude. <laughs> As the everyone who's ever been fired from any wrestling organization is because they couldn't complete Sonic yeah. without dying. Imagine that's like Stone Cold's having the hottest run of all time, and they're like, "But have you completed that thing?" <laughs> Sorry, mate. We've won nail, nail off the nail King of the Ring for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he actually he's called three sixteen because that's where the timer was. When you beat <laughs> <laughs> oh God, that. That, that's crazy, man. Why would you say something? That was the what, last, two weeks ago, last week? Dude, I was just feeling brave, man. I You're was just like, like, you know what? I was like, if I can't, no, no, no. If, if I can't complete this, I, I'm getting fired from Impact Wrestling. I've made that deal with, with Impact Management. And as the words were coming out of my mouth, I was like, why am I? And by this me? point, I had like, <laughs> at this point, it was in like Mystic Cave Zone with like two, two lives left. Like the, the hilltop had just driven me insane. Oh, just when the, oh God. <laughs> Do that. Hey, hilltops over the path. But the music in Mystic Cave, though. Oh, oh it's the. This is, you, you enjoy this. Absolute gimps. Yeah, Dude, I don't Absolute gimps. How are we gimps, bro? Mystic Cave. Bro. Dude, it's some of the best music ever. I'll tell you what, like. Someone, I can't take full credit for this. Someone in my, my like Facebook uh, friends posted this, and it was like, you know, serious discussion. Like, yes, the music in in Sonic Two is better. Like the bosses with it, but the do you remember the music from the bosses from Sonic One? I do. Yeah, it's terrifying. It's literally, you know, the Exorcist music. It's yeah, just, it's terrifying. It was like that. It was just like. <laughs> Sounds so terrifying. <laughs> oh, oh God! Have you ever heard the uh, the? Is it the? Do you ever? So it was the Mega Drive or the Genesis we had? Yeah. Uh, you guys in the states had, but do you remember? We had, <laughs> do you the, remember? We had the Master System. What did they? What did they have? Did, did the states have the Master System? Yeah, man. Yeah, I, I was. What did they call it? That. I don't know, man. Because we had the, it was called the Master System here. But like, do you remember? Did you ever play Sonic the Hedgehog on the Master System? No, I didn't. But oh, apparently, dude, apparently it's not bad. It's actually quite good. Yeah, man. Yeah. It's got like different levels and stuff on it. Is that the one with like the mushrooms? Uh, like, maybe it's got like jungle zone and stuff like that. The boss music on that is the best, man. I can't remember how it goes, but it's like it's just so catchy. And it's like little eight bit music, and it's just like super catchy. And, like, this would what, this is what would happen. Like, because remember how we're saying like. One of the biggest things that when they were doing the Sega Nintendo War was Sega's music was off the chain, like in all their games. Yeah, yeah, like that was like imagine Bruh. the Nintendo, like this, what? Every single person in the world 
can sing Mario 1 1. I don't give a flying piss <laughs> if they can write Mario 1 1. I don't care. I'm saying the music, it, that's iconic. That's what I'm saying. But because there wasn't really anything from Sega at that point, other than the, the Master System was there, but it was nowhere near as big. Think of, some, think of that. Think of like the comparison there, like some of the most legendary tunes we think of, like that, that Legend of Zelda tune, that Mario 1-1 tune, you know, the Mario Castle tune, and then think of like the other end of that with like Sonic and some of the Master System games. Dude, I'm telling you now, probably the most underrated soundtrack of all time, Road Rash 2. Oh, dude. I'm sorry, you, you mispronounced Sonic Adventure 2. Oh, no, dude, eh? Oh, <laughs> dude, dude, I remember when Rolling I Rolling around at the speed of sound. God, we are dogs. We are dogs. I can sing that entire song from then. Do you, know, like, do you remember when I did an entrance for that at Water Culture? Yeah. Right? And it was like, I remember, like, someone said, like, you know, bro, I just, I don't like, someone from management was like, I just don't think your, your Sonic Moments is over. It was like, yeah, you didn't put it on the internet. You know what I mean? <laughs> it was like, do you remember my Final Fantasy Seven one? Yeah. <laughs> That was literally like that was so half-assed. Yeah, that was, was just like the Final Fantasy music. It was like and it was like I need to upload these just for a laugh. Yeah, it was like Here comes your Henry to rest. And it's funny, like you know, the best thing is it's like this is literally to decide who gets to wrestle Kurt Angle. Right? I was like, do you think this is like you know not serious enough? And I remember, like, in my head, I was like, I completely agree. This is too jovial. This is a serious angle. There's no way I should be doing this. But I, I've made it now. It's literally like, so basically, so you know the bit where, uh, again, spoiler alert, it is 20-odd years later, but if you don't want to know what happens in Final Fantasy VII, stop listening. Right, no, 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 I'm getting out of the room. For good, good, good. good. Really? It's got, nothing, you, it's got nothing to do with the fact that I need the toilet. Okay. Have you, is he not there that? No, he has. Oh, okay. He was, then. Uh, he, was, he, was, he was being funny. Yeah, yeah. I see. Okay, then. I, 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 for, I genuinely thought he was being really impressive. So, so um, there's a scene where Sephiroth comes crashing down and he stabs Aerith. Yep. At Aerith. And it's like, I had my face on Aerith's body. And like, <laughs> Joseph Connors. <laughs> On Sephiroth coming out, and this is just a sight. A Olympic gold medalist, WWE wrestling legend, and you're like, Jojo Henry, Jojo Henry. And at no point, you're like, man, this is nah. Yeah, yeah, not was like, I think it's good, man. And let's not, oh, let's not forget, let's not forget, day before. That was when they had a uh, <laughs> rolling around at the speed of sound. It was like something, something. Don't forget Joseph Carter. <laughs> and again, it was like <laughs> I kind of want to wait till he gets back. But you remember? Uh, do you remember Sonic Two? The level when they're in the the truck and you're running away from the truck. Down yeah, yeah. In uh, Seattle. Like, oh, it's, it's based on Seattle. So, like, uh, so I'm just telling them about uh, Sonic Adventure 2. Yeah, yeah. Well, so, uh, basically, the bit where in the video where it's like, rolling around at the speed of sound, and it's got like, we had to put it on Tails. We couldn't make Joseph Connors Sonic. We couldn't <laughs> do that. So, we made Joseph Connors Tails, and we've got his face on, on Superimposed on Tails, and I'm driving the truck. <laughs> <laughs> And people are like, do you think this is too jovial for like who gets to face Kurt Angle? I'm like, 
You can take me because I'm over there. <laughs> <laughs> if it works, if they're buying what I'm selling, then I mean, what about it, Amy? Oh my god. Making the tunes, mate. So that's pretty funny. And like it was so like they didn't even upload those ones, and I can understand why. Did you yeah, get into like, like it was the thing is because it was so high, like the notes, like it was literally like, it was really hard. Oh man, did you it sounded terrible? Speaking of Final Fantasy VII, did you ever like look up any of that stuff? Like go into like, did, oh, you remember how much stuff was around? Yeah. Like I remember oh, the whole off. Oh, you get such and such if you get. Barrett's ankles on his dog's yeah. cousin as a playable character and get them to level 99 yeah. he doesn't he die and I yeah. remember like I literally there's this little battle that you can get in disc 1 which is just like exponentially more experience than you're supposed to get in disc 1 and I remember just grinding there for days 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 after school I would get home and just walk up and down that bit just defeat some soldiers and it turns out no it, it doesn't work I, the one I heard was you use the phoenix down just you could use the phoenix down on her and she'll come back and it's just like ugh. however what's interesting is did you know in the game developers actually in the game's code Aedis is, Aedis is supposed to be there at the end really it is yeah wow and in the game's code basically if you look there's key locations later in the game where there's a space where she should be and there's like breaks in the conversation that are like what so basically, wow. the theory is that because there was time pressure to get the game out, they were like, tell that we can't get back. She was meant to be revived. I love it how the whole idea, though, is that like, if somebody dies, you just use a phoenix down, but they're just like, I can't carry Hank out to bring her back. <laughs> <laughs> it's like plot armor, but like the opposite of plot armor. Yeah, it's like, it's like no matter for the sake of the plot, you know? Like... <laughs> We got that's how we've been yapping a while now. I know, yeah, man. So, yeah, we should probably let me see oh. what time it is. We usually do uh, 90 minutes for this one. Oh, um, So we're now at, oh, 1 minute 18. So hello, Facebook. Hello, hello people Facebook. on Facebook. I've been giving them most of the attention all day. Yeah. Um, let me just take a wee, a wee seat again. I'm feeling a bit tired today because I was doing, like I said, doing the Defiant thing. They get to like, Three in the morning. Yeah. Then we were at uh, Beer Fifty Two HQ. Mm. Then we uh, went for some some food, and then and then some here we are. Food, yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm. Um. So, what should we wrap up with? We got we got twelve minutes left. I've I've got to speak about the film industry. Okay, oh, go, go for, for it. it. Go for it. So I saw on Reddit today that there are seven Robin Hood <laughs> movies in, <laughs> in the works. In the works. So these aren't released yet. These are already no, they're coming. They're, they're planned on coming. So like most yeah. of them will probably not see the light of day. I would think so. But they're making the rounds. The scripts are done, or like they're starting production. One of which is set in a dystopian London, where Robin Hood is a like disgraced MI5 agent, a rogue MI5 agent, and it just gets you thinking. I hate Hollywood. I absolutely hate Hollywood. And they'll just attach a brand onto a script. Yeah. Just so it can get made. Do you know what the funny thing is about that for me? Is that the fact that there's, what, seven? Yeah. When they get to the sixth one and they're, like, presenting to the investors and they go, ladies and gentlemen, Robin Hood. <laughs> and then they're going, now, can I just ask? I mean, I love the pitch. But, quick question. It's just a question. The answer might be no. Is it an issue that there's six other Robin Hood films in production? No. And here's why. <laughs> How do you justify that one? Our one 
is in space. <laughs> I do like that though. I do like what you said. It's just, I love how they go like they're like Barry in space, mate. So this guy Barry's going to go into space. Eh? It's going to be all dystopian, and that's going to be amazing. And they're like, ah, guys, we're, we're not really sold on it. We don't really see where yeah. you know it's not really going to make. No, no, us guys, it's it's kind of horror, kind of drama, little bit kind of rom com, you know. And there's an executive the character was Woody Woodpecker. It's a woodpecker in space. In space. Great. It sells itself, people. I smell money. I will make I a rom-com. I smell money. <laughs> make a rom-com. But you smell that? I smell money. <laughs> Just like Robin Hood in space. I want like, to be... Sign it. Now, <laughs> now, I like it. I've got a question for you. Can you make it a bit more niche but more accessible. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking for a classic meets modern. It's like bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> classic. Well, I can't. Meet show reference if uh, I, no one gets that. I can't do that. It's like I, we like. I don't you, think that exists. We like what you're doing, knows, but right? could you change everything? Yeah. <laughs> I know. I agree with you, but I think that that's hilarious, man. Like. Uh, that's seven. God, what, what, what could... So that's one of them. They, do you know what any of the others are? No, it's the only one around. Good, dude. It's just good. But, like, there's already been Robin Hood films. There Robin has. Hood goes undercover to go back to high school. It's just like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, what was that caveman film with, um... What's that? Oh, the guy who's in The Mummy. Brendan Fraser. Oh, and that, that, like... <gasps> Year one? Is it? No, no, that's no, Jack Black. No, that's and, oh, that yeah, was, a, that was, that was an terrible. abomination. Last no. <laughs> I watched about 15 minutes of it and I was like, this isn't going to get funny at all. Is it? No, that, that was never terrible. Has it started yet? Jack, I, I hate that man. Jack Black just doesn't care. He's in like a sort of indie movie right now that looks okay. What was the thing he did? What was the last thing he did before that? Jumanji. He did, oh, he did, yeah, he did Jumanji, Jumanji with a rug, didn't he? Yeah, they also. I can't even. I can't even bad both the rock. I, I got. I got to give up to the rock. He's the, he's a bit. Well, maybe I, try watching his new movie. Uh, 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 come on, uh, uh, we can't. We can't. Uh, we can't bash the rock. He knows him. what he's doing. The rock is the man. Uh, to me, the rock is like he's like the epitome of of, of man right now. He's like, mate, I want to do movies. Dominates it. He's like, like I mean, are they workout channels, mate, on YouTube? Dominates it. He's just like, oh, I know. I think we'll join Instagram. Dominates it. It's just like whatever he tries, he's like. I'm just going to dominate it. Now. I wonder what The Rock does next. At what point does The Rock just go, what does the man who's achieved everything do? I'll tell you what he does. Death Egg Zone. Because <laughs> <laughs> of Sonic 2 speedrunner. Yeah. Dude, I heard it's The like Rock. I'm getting yeah. that world record. Yeah, dude, yeah. for PB here. I heard The Rock is researching how to revive everything. Yeah, yeah. Be. yeah. And if anyone can do it, I'm pretty this confident it would be The Rock. Yeah. No one else was able to bring the Final Fantasy remake to fruition. But The Rock has taken over <laughs> and he's made himself a playable character. <laughs> There's a new video game like, that's coming out with Terry Crews as a main character. And it really? reminds me of... I can't remember if he plays the main character. And it reminds me of a bit in Brooklyn Nine-Nine where Jake is watching like... Uh, not this Jake, the Jake in the show, and he's watching a thing like where Terry's going through this building, and Jake has to be like his recon and tell him if there's anyone in the room, and he's like, "God, this is like the greatest video game ever." Terry is the main character. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but I agree with you. Hollywood is just funny like that in Hollywood. It really is. Yeah, um, I just saw a thing the other day where uh, you know Nathan Fillion. 
Yeah, yeah. Like the rumor has been for years that he like looks a lot like the Nathan Drake from Uncharted. Yes, dude. Did you watch it? I didn't watch it, but I know it. Dude, I watched it, man. It was actually so much better than I thought it would be. I honestly was expecting it to be guff. I was like, oh, this will just be guff, dude. He's amazing. So to tell the people. What so what it is? So guys, <laughs> you guys out there, Uncharted, the Uncharted games are like Sony exclusive games, right? But I absolutely love them. They're some of my favorite games ever. I think it's like a competitor to Tomb Raider. It's basically like Tomb Raider a lot better than Tomb Raider. It's like let's take let's take Tomb Raider, make the main character a guy, but a guy that this is how they describe it. He's always on the edge of his abilities, so he's not like Lara Croft, where like she goes in and is like dual wielding pistols and killing T Rex dinosaurs. He's literally like. He's just an average guy, basically, looking for yeah, treasure. Tomb Raider was literally like an anti-Pita advert. Endangered tigers? I know, I know. <laughs> I remember oh, the, a dinosaur! <laughs> <laughs> Flip! Hey, I remember when that game came out and the graphics were like, Whoa! And then, and then you just like, you go back now and you just see your cones. And then, <laughs> I'll tell you what, I, like, I remember... Uh, nice content! I, and I remember at the time, it was like, oh, Tomb Raider's hot, like... And, but it's like, what the hell? It's literally just about four pixels, you know? But I remember, you know, uh, you know one game that actually I looked and I thought, you know what, those graphics were amazing. The original Gran Turismo. Oh, dude, I, look, really? I look back at that and it looks okay, considering yeah. it was in 1997. Dude, some games look ridiculous nowadays. Do you remember, like, 2002, some games just looked super realistic compared to even games of now? And you're like, how? Dude, I was looking at, uh, we were in this bar, uh, it was like retro was meant to be the after party of uh, After Defiant. And yeah. I went in there, and they were playing, like, they had N60, uh, they had, uh, sorry, No Mercy on the N64, oh. and they had uh, Here Comes the Pain. And honestly, the graphics on Here Comes the Pain, I was like, I'm not being funny. But They're amazing. Like, yeah, I was like... That's like on on par with, with like today's graphics. Yeah. <laughs> like so, going back to that, so like so, those games are amazing, right? And it's basically it's a little bit of comedy. The guy's always on the edge of his abilities. It's really it's quite funny. It's a little bit different, yeah. Uh, the character's quite a quirky character. It, it's good. It, it's um, it's really fun. And uh, but there's always been like you know what Hollywood are like. Like, mate, this video game has good cutscenes and good characters and a good story. Movie. So they're like, we're going to do a movie. And obviously for years it's been like, there was uh, there was things where they're like, we're going to get Mark Wahlberg to play the main character and stuff like that. And everyone, like, you know what fandoms are like? Fandoms are just like, no, that's sacrilege. But they just, so the character, so Nathan Fillion looks a lot like Nathan Drake. He actually resembles him really closely yeah, they do. in real life. Yeah, uh, And he's, if you've ever watched uh, Firefly, with him or anything else that he's done, I think he did very similar character. The character's yeah. very similar. Yeah, his, his kind of sense of humor and the way he talks is kind of similar too. It's almost like Ryan Reynolds with Deadpool. Like it's almost it's it's almost like made for it. Made for it, yeah. yeah. And so he was teasing it basically and going, "Well, they're going to make a movie." But he's like, "We're going to do a wee fan film anyway. We're going to do a fan film and it's just going to be like a wee fifteen minute thing, but it's going to basically show him as Nathan Drake." And they did it. They released it on Monday, and I'll tell you what, man, I watched it and I was expecting it to be guff. It was actually really good. Like, yeah. even... There was bits in it. There's a bit in it particular. Like, I won't spoil it for people, but there's a bit where... And anyone who's played the Uncharted games will know. Like, there's a bit where, you know, Drake sneaks into this place and he gets in. And he's looking over these, like, ancient letters or, like, these ancient maps. And he's got, like... Uh, he's got his pal Sully, who's, like, an older, like, more experienced, like, con man and thief. Mm-hmm. And he's basically talking to him through, like, an earpiece. And he's going through it and explaining everything to him. And it honestly is, like, something straight out of the video games. I look at it and I'm like, it looks just... The tone of it... 
the presentation of it is literally like something out of one of the games, and it's the thing blew is blew my mind, dude. When Hollywood gets their hands, oh, they'll yeah. piss all over it. It's gonna be horrendous because they're not gonna have the creativity. Yeah. They're not gonna yeah. let them film it like, like the like yeah. the video games. It's gonna be bog standard blockbuster stuff. Where it's the safest possible yeah. routes. Like, yeah. And it'll just basically go this safe. summer, and then the trailer, he'll turn around and go, and he'll go, buckle up, buckaroo. <laughs> <laughs> There's literally a bit in it, though, where he has to make an escape, right? And he just, in, in typical Drake fashion, again, if you've played the games, you'll know, he's not that skillful when it comes to those things, so he literally yeah, just so dives out a yeah. window. He just, goes, you, just dives out yeah. window, lands flat on his face. In Hollywood's version, he'll literally go, like, and do like a commando roll on the ground and stuff. It just, to me, like, almost feels like the Hollywood format. So I was thinking about that. Like, it, you know, it's the whole thing, well, like, you say good cutscenes, strong characters, therefore, let's make a movie. But yeah. just because something works in the format of a video game doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to work in the format of a movie. I mean, the thing is, it's like, why would, like, think about Metal Gear Solid, for example, but talking about this Metal Gear Solid movie, the only person that can play Snake is David Hare. Well, they're not going to mm-hmm. go with that, right? No. So it's like, that's who fans believe that he is. And mm-hmm. it's like, if if you don't do that, and it's like what you're going to do the whole story, it's, there's no way it can be good. There's there's no. almost no way it can be good. Well, I can already tell you why it's not going to be Why? Because it's going to... Like Konami owned the Metal Gear. Well, yeah, of course, yeah. yeah. Because so like, has nothing oh, to do. Oh no, another time rift. More zombies are coming through. <laughs> oh, so it's no, like, oh, yeah. this time it's Cthulhu. Oh. I know. <laughs> to be honest, I think the only way that you can do that, where you can take something that's that over, if you will, yeah. and put it in a movie format, is you have to scrap the backstory, you have to scrap like explaining why things are happening. You almost, to me, in my opinion, now given that like how popular TV series are and how vi- how popular video games are and how effective a mm-hmm. storytelling medium they are, I feel like the best movies to me just drop the character, drop you into their universe. Mm-hmm. Like, and you have to do the explaining as you go along. Like, they don't yeah. go, back in 1982, yeah. this happened. It needs it's to like, be like... You were saying like City of God is like, literally like, the, you showed me that video essay where it's like, it's a, a living, breathing universe, and you just get mm-hmm. like dropped into it. Yeah, it's yeah. like Pulp Fiction. Yeah, where it's like in Pulp Fiction. Completely that's my favorite movie because it doesn't ever stop to go. This is explicitly what happens. Yeah, there's you no. Just, yeah, you you just basically exposition. Yeah, none you, of that. You see these characters, and you have to piece the story together as you go. That's, that's one of my problems with Hollywood. Is yeah, hold your hand way too much. That's yeah. why, in my opinion, The Exorcist. Now everybody battles me on this, but I I still believe that The Exorcist. Is the best horror movie of all time. Well, what's everyone, really going to go up against it? Well, everyone, horror movies are all gash. Everyone was saying that that that's coming from someone who likes them. Everyone was saying that that Hereditary movie was like the next Exorcist, right? And Hereditary, to its credit, now I watched it in like gash quality. I'm going to go to the cinema and see it so I can watch it properly. So I didn't see it the way I was supposed to see it, right? But I saw it in like pretty poor quality. And but that being said. It was one thing that I enjoyed about it. I don't know why. It's a bit weird to be put ourselves to these things. But it made me feel very uncomfortable. Yeah. Like, it felt like there was no kind of... I think, like, I really think about this a lot. And I, I really love horror. But I also love... Now, this is going off on a weird tangent. But I love those, like... you remember, like, those infomercials? Like, adverts that are kind of, like, creepy or bad. Like, awful. Yeah, to the point dude. It freaks you out. And I like them. And they're the ones that... that they get to you the most 
are the ones where you think that you or the as the viewer or the characters are safe, and then it completely turns it on its head. Yeah, that's why The Shining is so successful because the way they produced that was they actually cli- make the music come to a climax when nothing's going to happen. Yeah, and then things happen when there's no climax to bring it there, so it becomes the music becomes misleading, and I think fear is all based around the unknown. That's why you're afraid of the dark. That's why you're afraid of what was that noise. You're afraid of the things that you don't know. If yeah. things are predictable and you know that it's coming, it takes away the fear element. Like if you think about it, if you were in your house, right, let's say and someone comes up and let's, you know, discuss this, if the men came, right? So if the men, the men came, came. Know, and they literally go, right, just so you know, on February 21st, someone is going to break into your house with a samurai sword and just chop your head off. Right, and that's there's no way of getting around it. So we even try to break into my house. Yeah, yeah, that's what's going to happen. It's going to happen on this day, uh, or whatever you are, or a nuclear bomb is going to go off on this day. But this day, this exact time, there's no way out of it. You will die, and this is how it's going to happen. It still would be an unpleasant experience, but you wouldn't have the same sense of terror. Where if it just like happened out of nowhere where you yeah. weren't expecting it. A day know. earlier. Yeah. I don't know though. Like, I almost <laughs> feel as though the tension leading up to that would be actually the, exa- the anxiety leading up to that would be like, I'm dying tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe I'm not it's a great, okay. it's not a great, great analogy. Yeah. I guess what I guess what I'm saying is like it's it's almost like when you go, What's that noise? Right? Yeah. If someone said to you, That noise is this and you knew exactly what it was. Or like for example, let's say you saw like a ghost, what you believe to be a ghost. Right. I don't believe in ghosts personally, but let's say you saw a ghost. And if, but if you had the information of knowing exactly what that was and why that was happening, you would be less afraid of it. Is it's my true. Point. It, to me, it's the fear of the unknown, and I really like movies that pursue that. Yeah. So to me, The Exorcist will always be number one because it never explicitly explains things. That's, it, yeah. You have to come to your own conclusions. And it's, it, it doesn't hold the yeah. It doesn't insult the audience by going, this is what this is. And this is. It's like, you're smart enough to pick this up yeah. on your own. You can, you can read... You know, you can read between yeah. the lines here. We don't need to drop you in. By the way, the Reverend died when he fell out the window. It's like, did he? I would have never guessed he'd have died falling yeah. out the window. And it's like the devil didn't have to go, <laughs> like after he jumped out the window, I'm still alive! <laughs> you know I mean? it's, it's like, like, it's at the point where like, if they don't hold your hand, it's not an expectation that that didn't happen. Yeah, it's like ambiguity is now like just dude, oh, remember, going right. back to it, going back to it, dude. Remember they said that about Game of Thrones. They're like, if you didn't see somebody die on screen, did they die? Like that's one of those things. They're like, you have to have seen them. Remember that? Yeah, a few yeah. seasons back in, with like a few folk. Don't you, spoil it. Don't I'm spoil not spoiling it. anything, but there was just always examples of like that guy's dude, that guy's dude, and it's like, I mean, did we see him die? I'm pretty sure he's dead, bro. But yeah. it was like that there, was always there's, an argument. There's like, a couple times where there's like. People are still like, no, we didn't see it. It's like, come on, dude. dude. His He's story on fire, is dude. finished. He's on fire, for God's sake. <laughs> this wonderful volcano made this slab in half by 50 million dragons. <laughs> dragons. <laughs> but I agree, like, and that's a good example of what you're saying that I think I'm. See, like, we, we noticed this when we did so, like, when we do Twitch streaming, we did, like, the horror games. And we noticed kind of Dude, who, that game was amazing. Who responded to what, right? Mm. And like Five Nights at Freddy's was jump scaring you because you were you get jump scared. For me, I don't get jump scared. But I'll tell you what I do like. I love psychological horror. I love things that just messes with me. Like like you're saying that, 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 that one with the art was amazing. Dude, layers of fear, yeah. Dude, I was like, huh like the long hallways, I was like, oh there's gonna be something. 
I, I was, it's just a walking simulator. Dude, I don't give a Why is this what you think? It was amazing. I thought it was great. There's, there's no consequence to anything. I can't even handle the hallways. Like, I'm just saying that. If I go, if I'm turning around and there's a giant long hallway and it's all dark, I'm like, I'm going to get stabbed oh, here. That game was well done. That was well done. That was a decent, that was a good game. still a game. walking simulator. There's no, like... Dude, your life is a walking simulator. Dude, <laughs> that that's why I don't want to play one. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, even, like, the little there's, things There's the no risk changing. to be getting hit by a car walking down the street. The street. What? Then playing a video game. game. Well, well, of course it is. From a character. From a character. Well, that's a fair point. Like, because they literally can't die. Or, but you could be stuck in purgatory until you're able to complete the game. Maybe that's what... Yeah, that's version. maybe that. Well, that's what yeah, we yeah, yeah, like, like, the some of the theorizing of it. But, like, that's an example. Like, I get, like, psychological horror gets me. Like, that's what I like. Same here. Same yeah, here. like, I like that stuff. But I remember, like, I used to watch, like, these infomercials. Like, the, the hundred skinniest infomercials, right? And, like, some of them are weird. And eh? people are just like, what the hell are you doing? Like, why do you do this to yourself? Yeah, yeah like, well, why do you do this? Like, leave me be. Have you seen that meme where the guy like looks in the mirror and he goes, "Why are you like this?" <laughs> That's no, 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 I, I tell you what, there are a few of those infomercials that are unbelievable. Like flicks, dude. There's a what was that? It's the new one. It was like this guy just. He's like, you can fix a boat, mate. Yeah, he literally claims that if you split a boat in half, you repair it with flicks. Imagine the souls of boat in half. Am I getting the wrong word with infomercial? I think you might like, be. Infomercial is like yeah. a crappy product. What, what I, okay. That's where it's like, hi, I'm PSA stopping. Okay, no, I love PSA. Is that that's it. Oh, PSA. Do you remember the ones, do you yeah. remember the one, the, the smoking one with the sticks? Years ago, where it's like, oh yeah, it's like, like the weird they all, too. And it's like, yeah, they all have these sticks. They don't like them. They don't taste good, but they all do dude. it. Dude, do you remember, dude, Goosebumps. Oh god! <laughs> Imagine if like that ad right there, the car just went. He's dead. He's dead. Both ways. We all know he's dead. He's dead. I don't remember the one. Do you remember the one where it had the matches and the person was playing the matches, dude? Yeah, that effed me up as a kid. Like, I remember watching that and it was just like, and he destroyed the whole village. And he was like. <laughs> And I was just like, there's another one where like they go into the uh, the, the electricity bit that they shouldn't go in and they get Oh god, dead. yeah. And it was like, didn't he be messing about the electricity? But there's Frank Grimes, mate. There's a few, like honestly, see the way that they used to like portray like AIDS and HIV in these adverts, it's like, like it's just oh. like, honestly, you see the ones from the 80s and it's like just how close-minded some people were towards that. And it's like, they're, they're but there's some of these, um, PSAs that are quite like heavy and scary and the ones the ones that actually make you go ooh that's pretty nasty that's like they actually properly make you think like the, a lot of the drink driving ones I was about to bring that up and remember the ones where it's like the kids in the back <laughs> and like his head smashes up the front and like it kills the front passengers oh. that gross man there's, there's one where like it's a fairly recent one where the guy like he like swerves off the road and he just like spins as if it's like kid's birthday party. He's oh just my right god, dude. And he's like so over the top. Dude, that was one of the ones that it's affected hilarious. me. It's hilarious. It's not. Oh. It's not those like, ones that. Hey, like, you're, you're giving me pish for laughing at jobbers <laughs> getting battered and you're laughing your arse off about Wayne's getting squished at a birthday party. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, so over the top. Is that the one with the car? It's like. Yeah. 
That's so again. funny, dude. That's heartbreaking, man. Dude, do you remember the one where you were getting pictured and watching Cookie Weird just like back up the scary music over it and stuff for like a car swerves and then like like in another video of like a race and a car like goes off the road and it just cuts to that. Dude, do you do you remember the one about the one where they're on the pub and the guy's having the drinks and and he's like uh, he's sitting there and he's like, Nah, I'm driving, lad. Yeah, that's me. And they're all like, Get a drink. And they're like, Come on, take a drink. Uh, and he's like, Take a drink, mate. Just take a drink. And he goes, Good then. And he takes his drink and I think it does something. Does it not cut to him? Yeah, he cuts dr- him in the car. He's drinking and it literally like cuts like aggressively to him smashing his car. Like, literally, as he drinks, as he's bringing the thing, it like cuts to him aggressively like smashing his car into like a lap post run. I was like, Oh, there God. Is, there is one that's quite funny where it's like, When you're drunk. And it was like, it basically had like. The Batman. world is drunk! You had like Batman, like Batman type character, and the get, uh, Lassie loses a balloon and he goes, I'll get it for you! And he goes, Oh, when you're drunk! One. Yeah, he just goes, and he like ascends to the top of the sky, <laughs> and then he catches the balloon and goes, You think you're invincible! And he just cuts to your real life and he's like, Wait! <laughs> and it just falls off the scaffold <laughs> into his death. Yeah. I remember that one. That one was really <laughs> so you think that's? I think, see, I think that was funny. Like, that it's pretty funny, but it was just yeah. like I remember as a kid being like, "Oh damn!" Yeah. It was like quite a graphic image of a dude just like slammed on the pavement. Yeah. Oh god, man. Like that's PSA. I, mean, yeah. I tell you what. That, now I'm not going to say uh, <laughs> what organization this is. Um, no, no, don't don't guess because it's it's. I don't. I, I don't. I got no beef with this organization. An organization organization that does not like drugs or drug use. Mm. And uh, so there was PSAs on anti-drug use. And it was like, it was like, we discovered our son, our five-year-old son was smoking weed. (laughs) And it just cuts like this five-year-old. And it's like, it's it's so overdramatic. Like something like he was smoking weed and he like it was like he does and he like, ate everything yeah, in the house. It, was, it, no, no. <laughs> no, it wasn't like that. It was like he's smoking weed. He, my five-year-old son was smoking weed. Now he's dead. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, don't you? Yeah, yeah. And it's like the, it's, there was one where it showed the lassie on weed and she was like. <laughs> Like she's in a room, like, and the mom's like, "Let me in! Why won't you let me in?" And the lassie's like chucking all the shit stuff about her room, like, "No, I'm not having it!" And then it just cuts to her, like, dead. <laughs> Have you seen that in Halloween Kumar? Uh, no, you never. Don't you ever seen Harold Kumar? Uh, it sounds familiar. Right, so Harold Kumar, we should wrap up after the story. Uh, and there's like, it's like a stoner film. Oh so god, yeah, 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 no, yeah. About. yeah. And like they're sitting watching TV, and this anti-drug PSA comes up, and it's like these two kids are like smoking weed. And they're like, "Oh, dude, I'm so high." Huh? <laughs> and one's like, oh, "Dude, I'm so high, I could do anything." And he grabs a shotgun. And he's like, <laughs> and the kids are like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> "Don't do what? drugs." Stoner films are amazing. Eh? Like, yeah, it's so funny. We have been going for an hour and forty-two minutes. Oh, dude, we got to wrap this bad boy. We're, we're all we're, we're, we're talking about stoner yeah, films. Yeah, we're next literally time. we're like a, we're past the halfway point of a Titanic. That's how I measure everything nowadays. That's a good like, point. So when people say pay per views are seven hours. I'm like, that's just two Titanics. Uh, you know what? That's not a bad measure. Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! 
What is that you've got there? I've got a wonderful Green Mountain Hazy New England Session IPA. Oh, dude, that label. Green Mountain. Thornbridge. Oh, nice. Innovation. Passion. Knowledge. All right, Gordon Ramsay, over there. Innovation. Passion. Knowledge. Nice. Nice. Let's roll! I did uh, (laughs) it. Honestly, like, the... uh, the Moor the ones are badass. The Moor ones yeah. are, are badass. Again, thank you to our sponsors, Wrestling Expedience Scotland. Thank you to CCW Official. Um, and thank you, of course, to our brand new sponsor, Beer52, who are going to give you a free case of beer. If you enjoyed this podcast, like, uh, give yourself a free case of beer. Why have you not beer? already done it? All you've got to do is to pay the postage. It helps us every time you do it as well. It's like two ninety five next day delivery. You get eight deluxe craft beers to your house. Plus, with you a magazine. Plus Max Strong crisps. Those were some badass crisps. Delicious. Okay. So I'll remember to go to www.beer52.com slash Hendry. Oh, I like it. All right. See you next time, folks. See you next time. See you later, guys.